Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you're listening right around the country. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. And thankfully you are joining us this morning, Redmond. It's been a difficult week for you. Fill us in with where you're at. You've had a few uh, few heart issues. Yeah, it was a uh, good morning. <laughs> it was a pretty ordinary <laughs> week. It was um, uh, end of sort of oh, throughout the whole week and last, into the end of the week, I sort of had a bit of drama with the ticker. I've been short of breath for quite some time and whatnot was spoken about and probably let it go a little bit too long um, in did. a way because you don't realise how sick you are until it's sometimes nearly too late and unfortunately, Unfortunately, I was sitting in an ICU bed, half preparing my will for the kids the other week. So it was, uh, it wasn't a nice feeling being told that you're too sick to get another heart and uh, that we don't know what to do. And I got very, very lucky. Something's on my side. I don't know what I've done. So I've done something. I've hit a black cat somewhere and I've done something good somewhere else. So I ended up uh, pulling through somehow. I've got a lot of work to do. Like I'm not, I'm not better. My heart's still not working. I'm in cardiac failure, as I said, and it. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm going to live, which is a good thing. I can still fish, which is a good thing. I've just got a big process of uh, like just everything. The hardest being, Pat, seriously, is this is going to sound – it sounds dumb because your whole life you're, you're actually taught to drink water and drink fluids, keep hydrated, and I'm actually the opposite. I'm only allowed to have 1.5 litres of fluid a day. And you might go, that's not too bad, but when you have a coffee in the morning, that's your 200 mil, then you put your 100 mil of – uh, milk with your porridge, uh, everything adds up. If I have a soup, a piece of fruit after a piece, after one piece of fruit, a piece of fruit, 50 mil, like it all adds up. It's extremely hard. And this is to due to due to the, uh, the uh, I guess, the fluid that's holding my chambers around my heart and lungs. And I'm now currently weighing a very heavy uh, 73 kilo. So I've dropped between 10 to 12 kilo in the past week. So no, nowhere near a barrel tuna. No, not quite. But uh, it's. Uh, I was I was going to add in that um, you, you take into account when you're given the, you're only allowed to consume one and a half liters a day. You're actually down to a liter immediately because you've got your 500 of jammo that you'll polish off on a, well, you know, between five and eight in the afternoon. I discussed that. Discussed that with the doctors. I was like, maybe a liter of jammo, 500 mil of coke to mix it. <laughs> Uh, but then, then, oh, later a coke. Right, the drama I had was the ice pat. The ice adds up too, so I couldn't. <laughs> I that ice. Now, I'm, uh, we always have a joke around. I do have. I do love having a beer, as uh, pretty much most of Australia does. But I'm not a. I'm not a stupidly heavy drinker in the slightest. But that's pretty. That's gone out of my diet completely. I'm not. I'm not allowed to. Uh, the food intake that I've got is. I, I recommend. This is 
very contradicting what I'm going to say here because obviously I'm going through it the past few weeks. But if you can in your life clean yourself out for a week, and I don't care what you say, but I, I know how good you athletes eat and there's other people eat well, but I'm on a very strict health diet. I've taken salt out completely. The fluid, forget the fluid. Don't do that. That's stupid. But like this, <laughs> eating, eating like your strawberries and bananas, like, like a nice yogurt in the morning, having a good lunch, how good – you actually physically feel inside. Even though I'm half dead, I still feel bloody good. Like, you know, and I advise anyone to even just have a crack for a month, do a clean out because I've never, I've never had to do it before. And it's just, it's a bit contradicting because I'm saying it because I'm sick, but it, it, honestly, bloody hell, you feel good. And, and the reason we're talking about this is because you want to uh, promote, because primarily our audience is male listeners who are useless when it comes to their health checkups and you're in a slightly different situation but it's yeah, just as relevant yeah get annual checkups yeah just see your gp if something just doesn't feel right like um i was literally told i was going to die like literally that's not a word of a lie I've, I've, it sounds like i'm joking but i'm not i was screwed on in all honesty i was as screwed as the english team on day one so it was literally like <laughs> it was i was just stuffed it was but i just wanted if you like Ah, uh, if it's sun, if it's a spot on your skin, if it's a bloody lump in your nuts, whatever it is, just it, it for to get it checked. Like I was literally, if I had have gone a month earlier, I might not have been in this situation right now where I'm yep. screwed. Like literally half screwed. Like honestly, where in uh in hindsight, if I had have gone, I could be literally. They might have given me a couple of drugs, and I would have been good as gold. So. Mainly males, like you said, my audience is majority males, and we are stubborn pricks at times, including myself. I am a little bit different, ongoing health issues, blah blah blah. I get that. But You're still stubborn. I'm a stubborn prick. I've, I've been, I've actually been listening to the doctors, which is a first. But just if you can, if you got something, just a health check. We're coming into summer. I've got the best time of the best time of the year to come. I've got Christmas. Everything's coming ahead. You don't want to be crook. You don't want to be feeling crappy, and you don't want to, I guess, in my case, die. So just literally have a crack at it. Just go to the doctors and get yourself sorted. Speaking of Christmas, is there a better time of the year to go to your post office box and all of a sudden you're just inundated with catalogues with things trying to tempt you? I don't think I have a post office box. Do I even have a letterbox? I, I was I was looking through – well, I actually get them at the <laughs> footy club when I go in because yeah. mail doesn't uh, get this far down the surf coast. <laughs> uh, but I was looking through the, uh, the catalogues. I was looking through uh, Anacondas and they've got a portable – uh, projector that's $149. Now, oh, I don't know when I use this thing. this to me during the week. I was actually quite impressed. Portable LED projector with a soft screen, $149 if you're a club member. And that we're was- not getting – there's there's no brand affiliation here. I'm just saying I saw it and it looked pretty good. Don't know when I'd use it, but – I, I know when you use it. You go camping you just got to, and nighttime comes in, chuck it well, up. Obviously, but – Nemo. Just – the, opp- the opportunities to go out and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and do that. Uh, Redmond, Melbourne Boat Show, this is a big one because it's something that you and I both love and we love taking our Real Adventures show on the road and there's been a bit of a setback. I think this is the third year, if I'm correct, that it's actually going to be cancelled, third year in a row. So it's a – And this, yeah. is, this is for different reasons as much as anything. So we've obviously had the effects of COVID. But the stock yeah. supply and the shortages, this is one of the major reasons behind the Melbourne International Boat Show for 2022 not being able to go ahead because there's simply not enough there. And I know for a fact that 
uh, I reckon there's more to the story here. There's something else going on somewhere because I'm going to get in trouble probably saying it, but I've spoke to a few dealerships that have actually put their deposits down, and I think there was 60 deposited uh, spaces, spaces that have had deposits put on that are secure that have been yeah. told based done. So, and they were ready to go. Like they were getting geared up to go to the boat show, and they're really peed off that it's not going ahead. So there's going to be so a lot think of there's something a bit more than just yeah. the stock supply challenges is what they yeah, it's definitely, it. definitely a massive role in it definitely because there's other there's a lot of dealers that wouldn't be going because of the fact they can't get stock 100 percent. but i reckon something's going on i don't know if it's a money thing or whatever it is but it's obviously affected by COVID, and it's really crap that it has come down to this they are going to look at doing something in october whether it's an outdoor event uh whatever this is next year Obviously, yeah, so. um, they labelled it a major recreational boating and lifestyle-based event. Now, there's no further details yeah, so on yeah. what that on that what that could be. Um, October generally has been the sort of traditional time slot for the Lake Eildon Boating and Fishing Show, which is a three-day event and primarily showcasing houseboats, um, you know, fishing boats, but but you know, water sports. Um, so potentially merging those two together, maybe if we're reading between the lines, is what they'll look at. Well, hopefully, I just I actually love the boat show. It's uh, we go there as a team of salt guide, and you and I take this on the road and we go down there and we have, we have a great time. It's sort of like we get to meet all our members, we get to see all the new products coming out, and you're like a little kid in the show bag. You, you, there's love nothing it. better than seeing new boats. You love it. You literally, you and I spend time walking around looking at every boat. Possible you talking rubbish to everyone? I just shake my head, but it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great. I, I love the boat show. I've been to the Sydney. That was fantastic. I'd love to go to a different one, but I'm, yeah, I'm really disappointed that it's not going ahead. So now we're coming into school holidays. We're going to talk about a little bit about uh, different sort of products available. Looking forward to to Reg review today. But as we head into Christmas, obviously, um, it's a great time. Giving all those sorts of things, purchasing, updating your boat, updating your little sort of gadgets that you've got on your boat. But approaching school holidays, Redmond, um, now is the time to make sure that your trailer's in good nick, that your, your winch is set, your lights are right on your trailer. The same thing when it comes to your boat, because the last thing you want is your trip ruined by not being able to get on the road with your boat. Yeah, you're spot on. And the boat show, uh, boating manufacturers and uh, I guess uh, service dealerships like Melbourne Marine Centre and whatnot, they're going to be thoroughly booked out now. Like you're nearly on par of missing the boat, uh, part of the pun. So it, you, you wanted yeah. to probably do this a few weeks ago, but to cover your backside and get you through the summer, so say school holidays, I'm not sure of the exact date, but it's only obviously a couple of weeks away, say. And Everyone's going to rush to the coast. They're going to rush to Ilden. They're going to rush to places, and they're going to get in. They're going to plug their trailer lights on, and they're not going to work. So, like, not necessarily not going to work. They could not work. And you might have a winch, for example. Your Lone Star winch might be seized, or things might be seized in the boat that just not seized. There might be a battery terminal that's come off. It might be something very simple as that. So well, your batteries are flat because they haven't used it for four months. Spot on. Exactly right. Your nav lights aren't working. Oh, your anchor light's not working. You can't go out of a night because you wanted to go out and chase a gummy into the dark. So you got the kids are hanging to busting your balls to get out there and literally go for a, a jump on the back of the boat on the wakeboard or on the donut. Whatever it is, you're going to ruin your holiday if you don't if you don't get ready now. I know where, like I said, it's nearly – you might be able to squeeze in somewhere, but you, you want to get your boat done. And it starts with your trailer, your winches, lights, and I reckon the number one thing, Pat, number one thing that people really screw up with 
uh, is safety gear. You just do. You yeah. just you're just naturally lazy with it. It's one of those things you just have to have on the boat by by law. You have to have it on the boat by law. Yes, they will say. And you should. Yeah, yeah, but but you forget about it. You naturally throw it in the boat and you forget about it. Like I could ask you now, have you ever checked the well, you got your flares recently? Have you ever checked the dates when your flare goes out? No, well I have, and and they were about three years out of date the last time. Yes, that I that's did. what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know mine are 2022 January, so mine are only a month away. But what about when the rush comes in and Melbourne Marine Centre get absolutely smashed with people trying to buy flares, which yeah. happens in every dealership in this state? And you get up into, uh, for example, you might get over to Dramana Safety Beach, and you go to put your boat in, and your flares are out, and you can't get a set of flares for two weeks because everywhere's been flogged out. So. Now's the time to literally spend that week just going over your flares, your extinguisher, and as a copper said to us once, with your fire extinguisher, if it's on the line, you're out. You're not playing tennis. If it needs to be in the green bracket, so it can't be on the line, it's not tennis, make sure you get your fire extinguisher in that little green section uh, so it is working up to the standard that coppers want you to have. Can we just confirm that if it is on the line in tennis, it is in? Yeah, that's in, and with it, that's what I mean. <laughs> tennis is in. Oh, I'm just making making sure. Now, uh, he's out. (laughs) Now, I know you've got eyes and ears everywhere, and our man, Gwaine Blake, has been uh, hammering the fishing all this week for Soul Guide's report. But your week in fishing or your partner's week in fishing, go through um, what's been the the target species. We've had a shocking weather uh, this week, Pat. We had a couple of nice days early while I was laying back in a really nice air-conditioned hospital it was not much fun but i looked outside and it looked sunny so that was all right but it uh it the snapper pack we could see a little bit of stability in it so remember how you and i spoke and Gwaine spoke and it was purely about what's going to happen with this this weather like we've had such cold weather and then all of a sudden we've had a real hot days and now it's gone cold again so we could see stability so we could see that these snapper will keep breeding if that water temperature is in that prime uh, prime uh, temp for them. So they could stay really good. They're still going good. They could hold for another few weeks of really, really good uh, really good bite. You've also got uh, the whiting in Western Port going really well. You've also got the Western Port, uh, the Port Phillip Bay whiting going well. Now, there was a couple of kingfish caught off bow and heads during the week, Pat, and a mako shark. So good signs. Uh, I think the kingfish was drunk or lost. So- I was about to say, before everyone gets excited with the fact that there's kingfish around, for they're one of the most challenging species to target because you'll spend a lot of days in the water without catching much. We're holding off on on calling it uh, a great time to fish for them at the moment, aren't we? That's a very good call because I like I said, I think the Jamison bottle got involved there. So we're gonna <laughs> these charter guys that are out there chasing the snapper, the Chris Vasileskis from Gone Fishing, the Crossy from Cross Country, them boys drifting those foul grounds for these beautiful snapper they're catching. They're gonna start to see captures of these kingfish coming in just here and there dribs and drabs of them and they will get better and better as um as the season kicks in uh, as the water kicks in to temperature uh one thing that we sort of probably half need to get ready for pat it's what you love doing is chasing those uh school bluefin tuna so it's well and truly getting time to get ready for those two as we approach this warm weather uh you got teaser bars you've got You've got to get your, your, your little lures uh, right. Uh, I know you spend Bungie bit, casts. Yeah, been time changing your trebles to your to your one o or two o hooks, uh, single hooks. Get rid of the trebles on the bungees. Uh, start tying your FGs. Get a few FGs ready. Uh, just yeah, it's it's the matter of any day. And what I mean by any day is 
we could go out there next week and we could find a patch of them. There might be 10 schools of them, but there might be a really big patch of uh, tuna that you might come across. So it's worth throwing the rods in for those two, Pat. Would you be going out at the moment and just having two rods set that you can just leave there, but that are at least ready to be able to cast should they should a school pop up, particularly if you're going to be fishing offshore? 100%. I'll, there'd, be, there'd be two bungees on my rod boat every time I go offshore now. Because we fish with Paul Worsling, his son Jet, uh, start of last week, nearly two weeks ago now, uh, and, and there were some big fish out there. We weren't exactly quite sure what they were. We caught some beautiful squid, um, but we'll start to see different species sort of rolling around. Oh, it's just the most exciting time of the year, I think, Pat. This is the time of the year where things start. It's Remember like a few weeks ago, everyone was going, when's snapper season? And now it's sort of like you catch a snapper, no one cares. We're at that stage now of coming into that next uh, patch of our fishing season where everything oh, – did you see, see John got a mako the other day? It was 60 kilo or oh, that kingfish was off Bowen Heads. And we're starting to hit that patch now where you can get excited again for different species that are going to turn up in our waterways and not just our waterways. This is right around the country. We're going to see Sydney start to change. We're going to see the marlin roll up. We're going to see South Oz really kick into gear with basically everything. So I'm really looking forward to what's going to come from this Christmas to New Year period. Got a massive show of real adventures heading your way this morning. After the break, we'll catch up on what's biting right around the country and we'll answer your questions from the Social Club. This is Real Adventures. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. We're going to have a look at what's biting around the country. We're just focusing on New South Wales this morning, Redmond, because there's been a bit happening. Soft plastics from uh, Bandina Beach landing some really nice-sized flathead land base. We've seen seen similar captures through East Gippsland of late. There's been some really nice-sized flathead being caught. Um, But these are nice-sized fish, aren't they? Yeah, you're getting them up to that sort of 80 centimetres at times, Pat, like really big ones. Uh, up to you if you want to uh, release or keep, but make sure you do stick to the rules and regulations in New South. They're different to all parts of the country. But uh, beautiful eating fish. I don't uh, – big flatty fillet on the pan, Pat, with a bit of lemon on it. I reckon it's got to be the, nearly the number one fish to eat. So make sure you get down to the beach. Something that we did speak about here in Victoria a bit earlier is is those kingfish. Now uh, – we obviously haven't got those currents coming down the east coast yet, Pat, but in Coogee, we're starting to see, like even towards that Burmy sort of area, we're starting to see the rat, the rat kings pushing, the numbers. Yep. Harder to get the illegals amongst them, but they are fishing really well. But in the actual harbour itself, literally under the bridge, this week had a very consistent bite of legal kings. But the difference was... You needed live baits to get through. And I believe that if that if off Coogee, if you had to use that method out further, out or offshore, I should say, uh, and right along the coast of New South Wales, you can find a headland or somewhere where there's a bit of current, using your live bait, such as your slimy mackerel, your squid, the likes, you're going you're gonna to get bigger fish. You're just going to get bigger fish. That's what they love to eat. So if you are looking to try and land that big kingfish that you want to catch, don't just run your plastics or don't run your knife jigs all the time or your micros yes they catch great fish but on an average to get through those small ones those liveys will make that massive difference pat we saw uh a pretty significant shark attack in your neck of the woods earlier in the week redmond there was a bronze whaler attack two people uh late in the afternoon we haven't seen huge numbers of sort of shark reports 
off that New South Wales coast yet because we obviously love the the captures of Mako's. Uh, they're one of the most popular species. We haven't seen too many too many reports so far. What are you hearing? They had a, it was a pretty good winter. Then it settled for the sharks because you get a lot of makos during that really depth of in winter period off the coast, east east coast of New South Wales along the continental shelf. There, then it went quiet. Like you are right, it hasn't been the greatest. But give it once the marlin come, the bait comes, you get your upwelling currents, you start to get all your nutrients right in the water. That's when we're going to start to see those tiger sharks. We're going to see more whites. We're going to see bronze, schools of bronzies on those bait balls with the marlin. We're going, that's when we're going to start to see the activity of sharks on the coast. So uh, up New South Wales. And just there, there's a lot of sharks around. There is. There's sharks. Just uh, be mindful with them, uh, especially when you're fighting a fish or trying to land a fish. They are a powerful creature, as you and I know. We've caught some big sharks together. And just uh, they, they're a good sports fish. Beautiful eating and bronzy. Uh, one of my favorite sharks to eat, bronzy, mako. And we're going to start to see some good threshers being caught too here in Victoria to take you back, which is, I think they're the number one shark, a thresher shark. So, uh, yeah, it's not far away to see it happening. And something that they do follow too, sharks, is the snapper too. And port hacking during the week, those bronzies and whatnot, they will push into port hacking and stuff and chase the snapper. And there was really good snapper reports out of port hacking during the week and Botany Bay area. Nothing big, but up to that sort of 60 centimetres, which is getting towards a few kilos. So, Beautiful snapper fishing in and around Sydney too, Pat, at the moment, if you do want to have a bit of fun. And plastics are working really good on those. Beautiful work, Redman. It's time for the Social Club. We take your questions from social media. Toby's first one uh, off first off the ranks this morning, Redman. G'day, gents. Uh, thanks for the show every week. Love the show. Uh, on social media uh, through this snapper season, I'm seeing so many videos and posts uh, of fish being uh, brain-spiked. Can you take us through why people do it and should I do it? Cheers, Toby. Yeah, that's a really good one, Toby. It's uh, It's gone stupid this season. You're spot on. It's literally – which is a great thing. Uh, you're a tuna champions, Pat, and you can probably take us through a little bit of the tuna the tuna process if you want just quickly, and I'll get into the snapper. Just when you're looking after a tuna, it's you're spiking it through the brain you know, like to get the quality of the meat. Yeah, it's all about the stress that the fish is under and yep. dispatching it you know, both humanely, um, but the less stress the fish is under, the greater the quality of flesh, the, the better it's going to taste. It's pretty simple. Um, well, it's the same, yeah, same don't just, yeah, don't just bring it on deck and then just leave it leave it on the floor. Um, yeah. You know, it'll affect its taste. So, you know, all fish are the same fundamentally on let's respect them, look after them, dispatch of them properly, and they'll taste better. Pretty simple. Yeah. And where you're going to spike a snapper is a little bit different to your tuna. Your tuna is sort of, I guess it's in the middle of the head. You can actually see a nice soft spot there if you look at it with the right light, where a snapper is sort of, you're attacking it behind its eye. So you're coming in behind its eye towards its, I guess, top shoulder in a way, only a few centimetres away. And that's where you're going to attack it with the spike, to brain spike it. And like you said, it's very humanely to do so. And it, it, you do get better quality out of the fish. But I think there's no point in doing that, Pat, if you're not going to treat it afterwards. This is the, the yeah. fat point I want to make, was especially with your tuna that you and you just spoke about and snapper, you probably get away with a little bit more, but you need to get it on ice. You need to cool it down. You just can't have it sit and spike it and leave it on your deck. Now, I'm pretty disgusted at the moment with some of the charter boat operations in Port Phillip Bay. I'm seeing they, they're chucking them in water. Like they get a big esky and they throw them in or, or a big catch bag, whatever it is. They get massive things and they're throwing, say, 30 snapper in them and they just tip water in with them. 
Like, you got to remember, yeah. outside's 18 degrees on average now. Like, we've been told in 18s, like, a lot, in the, especially out in the water, up to 30. Now, that water in a bag, that'll be over, like, 18, 20 degrees. You're going to have your fridge. Gonna you're going to Are you going to have your yep. fridge sit at that temp? You're not, are you? And that's going to destroy the flesh, the flesh of the fish. And the charter boat guys, I think they need to, I'm not, I'm not picking all of them because there's some fantastic ones that look after their fish. But those that don't, it actually annoys me a fair bit. So get some ice. Particularly and, when... Well, particularly when, uh, unless you're going to eat it that night, they just don't keep as well. Oh, that's hundred percent. If you look after from from get go, you're going to get you can be able to cry back that meat, and it will stay literally brand new for six months, Pat. So you need to look after it. Get it on ice. Um, those the mad fish bags, great. You've got some good uh, systems in your boat with your Dometics. You've got in your boat. So depending on what size boat you've got, if you need a catch bag or if you need a cool box, whatever it is, just make sure you do get it. The next question is from Wilson. Danger. I see you're back into training. I've heard all about this. I hope the barrel was part of your preseason training, but who looks the best as we approach 2022? Go Cats. Well, it's certainly not Jeremy Cameron because we see a lot of sort of posts from Jez about uh, how he's going fishing. Uh, there's not a lot of catching that's um, that we see sort of on the uh, the outdoor athlete social media uh, posts, Redmond, and 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 you know this isn't this isn't a competition. But if it was, it would be one that I would have won comfortably. So we've heard a lot from from Jez, obviously coming from Sydney, and um, you know, it's a you know it's a beautiful fishery. Quite clearly, um, you know, perhaps too easy to, to catch fish. You know, you, you all of a sudden you need a little bit more skill when you come to Victoria, and, and Jez has found out the the difficult way that you can't just roll out and 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 catch seventy centimeter um, you know kingfish underneath Sydney Harbour, you've got to do a little bit more work. And and Jez just hasn't, quite clearly, he hasn't put in the work. So um, he, he's not looking great in terms of his pre-season form. Um, you know, someone's got to sit him down at some stage. I'm enjoying watching him, so I won't, I won't be the one doing that. Um, on the track, he looks wonderful. Um, but once again, um, it's not really the, the, the things that are important, are they? So, um, you know. It's one of those things, Redmond. He's twenty-eight years of age. You would have think, you would have thought that he spent a, a fair bit of time fishing, or so his socials show us. But um, there's not a lot there. And you know, like I, I like to respect myself as a reasonable fisherman in the area. You know, Jez hasn't even contacted me. I get the odd. We talk a little bit on social. Not even a message about a whiting. Not even a little hint. I think he came here thinking he was going to be the new Tin King, and he just he hasn't. <laughs> you are the self. Self-anointed tinking, aren't you? <laughs> uh, last questions from Mark. Uh, hey, Red, how far out do you run your teasers for school tuna? Uh, this is a good one, Redmond, because as we start to see them um, infiltrate, sort of, we'll, we'll see them in Port Phillip Bay at different stages, but primarily they'll be offshore. Are you running teasers when you're chasing these fish? I know you don't love necessarily to target them, but when you do, What's your your technique for it? Yeah, the school tuna, those teasers are bloody ripper. They're, they're, they're unreal. Now, we were meant to get a guest on last year, but uh, we missed out. His name's uh, Kai from Bangers Teaser Bars. And we're going to get we, – we, once these tuna get here, Pat, we'll, we'll hold it. We'll save this chat. But once he gets here, we'll get him on to take us through, I guess, the science behind the teaser bars of, of his specific teaser bars. They're Bangers Teaser Bars. And they're the ones that I've used. And they're like, just a local fella. He's around the corner here. And he, uh, he does um, – does a tre- tremendous job with these teaser bars and they just work so basically so, so what's the go through what a teaser bar is and why it's relevant to chasing 
school tuna. Yeah. So what it is, it's a, it creates dis- dis- disturbance. So it's basically imitating a bait school. So they're like the ones that I'm running, a little squid. They flap along the surface. I think it runs like maybe, say, on the middle one might be five squid, six squid long, and on the outside might be four. And it's in a string, so it's like a it's like, like a literal like a daisy chain, like something a kid would hang in front of your bed when they're born. <laughs> so it's it's and it skips across the surface, and it just creates that much disturbance on the surface that it puts the fish into a frenzy and makes them go, oh crap, what in the hell is going on there? Where if you've just got a single lure, a three four inch lure on the back of a rod, that fish has to see that one little lure. It just has to see that. Where these are literally just smashing the surface, and then on that teaser bar, you actually have attached to your lure. So you fight the fish with the teaser bar attached to it. Now we're going to talk more about these things over the whole summer. We've got a lot to do today, but we're going to get right into detail about it all. But basically, get yourself one if you don't have one, and run your lure about two meters behind it, and you're going to catch. I'm going to say up onwards of 200% more fish. Like it'll more than double your, your catch rate. It'll be more, it'll be honestly more than that. So it, it'll seriously catch, especially when they're being pricks. When they're being pricks, <laughs> with it, it's, it, that's the times when your teaser bar pulls through. So it's not the times where you go out there where they're eating. Anyone can catch a tuna when they're eating. It's the time when Bob, John and Sally are over next to you and they're not getting a fish and Bob and then Bob's mate John's up the road not getting a fish and you have that teaser bar out and they don't. And you're going to end up with two fish where they don't end up with any. It will it will catch you more fish. That wraps our social club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you shoot it into our Real Adventures socials. Simply send us a direct message on our Instagram, Facebook, or better yet, download our Real Adventures app. Plenty more Real Adventures after the break. Gearing up for Dometic. Everything you need for adventures, big or small. Mobile living made easy. Dometic. Earlier in the week, I caught up with Barry Sullivan from Real Brand to talk all things inland fishing in Victoria. He's been smashing the Murray Cod, and we're going to get a bit of a report from what's happening on inland Victorian fishing. Barry Sullivan joins me this morning to talk all things inland Victorian fishing. He's, of course, Real Brand. Uh, and Real Brand at the moment are having their 12 days of Christmas sale. Head to their website, realbrand.com.au, for 25% off the entire range. Good morning, Baz. Good morning, Patrick. And we'll even upgrade um, standard freight to Express Post so they get their delivery before Christmas. Beautiful work. Now, you've been hammering the Murray Cod of late. Cod season is open. It's been open for a few weeks now. The reports around the region. Well, it's actually, uh, we had a fair bit of rain in the lead up to cod opening and uh, so actually some cooler weather and what that did is made cod opening a little quieter than normal. Um, But having said that, there's still um, bite periods where they seem to come on and, you know, I know I went out um, on the Wednesday with the first, which is the day of cod opening and caught nothing all the way in, uh, up to about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then, bang, caught um, eight in about two hours. So, yeah, you just got to be persistent and, um, yeah, keep moving around until you can get onto them. For, for most uh, this time of the year, school holidays for families and those looking to head up to, to central Victoria and chase, whether it be Murray Cod, uh, Yellow Valley, um, the odd carp, obviously. Uh, the the best way is to target them 
for for family friendly fishing. Yeah, and also reddies. You can add to that list as well. Reddies have been prolific in some of the local waterways. Um, look, there's plenty of ways um, to catch, especially if you're looking at targeting a cod. Um, you can obviously use bait, uh, and from there you can use anything from barty grubs, yabbies, shrimp, cheese, chicken, uh, even hot dogs and dim sims if you want to go to the full extent. Uh, and if you're looking at um, you know catching uh, cod on lures, uh, then spinner baits, chatterbaits, uh, stump jumpers, orgies. Uh, but the most exciting way of all to catch a cod is uh, using a surface lure, and the best time for that is early in the morning or on dusk. Uh, and in terms of um, yellow belly and redfin, look, Lake Hume has probably been the pick of them this year uh, of all the waterways. Uh, there's, you know, um, lots of redfin about, but they they school up, so you've just got to be able to find where the school is, and whether that's near, you know, a tree in about, you know, five to eight metres of water, or whether you just troll. And when you're trolling, the best way to um, approach that is you have like a little hard body and also a little dropper with a with a little soft plastic on it, and you just troll along uh, in those depths of water I just mentioned and then all of a sudden you'll come across a school and you'll you'll get a hit and then if you go back over that same spot you get another hit then that's when you if you've got an electric or um, an anchor just uh, just secure yourself in that spot and then you use worms or soft plastics and you normally um, can catch a bucket full. For for plenty of families they'll spend their times at caravan parks and you sort of you're balancing fishing around a lot of people with trying to find you know your own secret quiet spot does that play a big role when it comes to targeting these freshwater species are you trying to find you know patches of water that haven't been uh haven't been hammered by 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 plenty of people that's exactly right patrick i think when uh, especially if you're looking at um things like redfin fish like redfin or yellow belly um a lot of people initially were all targeting, um, you know, dead trees because that's where they congregate around a bit of structure. And then people were just hammering these spots like crazy. And eventually, obviously, they, um, you know, either all get caught or they uh, start to disperse. But if you can find uh, now uh, like a, a school that's out in the middle of nowhere uh, where they just seem to be congregating for whatever reason, that's when you're going to have the most fun because, you know, they won't have been targeted and uh, there's quite often a number of bigger fish in those schools as well. Throughout the sort of COVID-interrupted last few years, there's obviously been, uh, it's been near on impossible to travel right around the country um, and it's been mostly state-based. That is starting to open up now. Do you expect it'll be a, a busy summer period through central Victoria? Yeah, well, look, an indication of that was um, the first weekend after cod opening. Uh, they have uh, the cod classic at Mulwala, and I think they had 1,400 boats enter the competition. Uh, so people were coming from everywhere, and um, yeah, a lot of the waterways, especially in the northeast of Victoria, where the weather's been you know quite reasonable. Yeah, there's lots of people out camping, um, exploring, fishing. And I think a lot of people have invested um, their normal overseas money into caravans and boats and they, they're keen to get out on the waterways and use them.
Well, there's no better time to do it, Baz, as we come into the Christmas period. Uh, there's obviously wonderful fishing to be had right throughout central Victoria. And once again, Barry Sullivan, for Real Brand, 12 days of Christmas, their sale is on now, 25% off the entire range. Baz, thanks for your time this morning on Real Adventures. No worries, mate. It's been a pleasure. That was gearing up for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easier. Red's Review for Club Marine, Australia's leading provider of boat insurance. At Redmond, uh, our Red's Review, as we head into the Christmas period, uh, we're focusing on a little bit of diving. You love this quite clearly, uh, but for kids that are looking to get into it and parents that are looking to, to purchase their kids something for Christmas and the options that are available. I don't think I, – I don't reckon you nailed that intro on the head then, Pat. I reckon I reckon the adults love it more than the kids, to tell the honest truth, because uh, you'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to talk with you, uh, a snorkel set. And Anaconda, just – the reason I go to Anaconda is just a family-friendly place. I love the store. You love the store. And 40 bucks, you can get yourself a crappy – when I say crappy, something that's going to do the job. You don't, you don't need to go out and spend what I spent on dive gear. You can literally get yourself a cheap – snorkel set for $40 that is literally going to do the job now can I interject here Redmond we are all we are all guilty of this right of of getting Christmas (laughs) presents for our wives for our partners for our children that we actually want ourselves uh well the new stellar under the tree was the (laughs) (laughs) now uh, yeah, you're spot on. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. This is a good test. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted to say what I'm getting my wife for Christmas. She doesn't listen to us, Pat. She doesn't listen to you on a normal day. She wouldn't listen to you on a radio station. That is a great point. All right, so <laughs> I've got her. I've got her a mini mail this year because she's been talking about wanting to to get the kids more into surfing. So she wants to 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 get more into it herself. We've got a longer sort of nine foot mail. She wants something a bit shorter. So I've got her a seven six mini mail, but it's also something that I'm really looking forward to using <laughs> because I know she she talks about wanting something when she's only really going to use it maybe two or three times next year, and the rest of the time it'll be for me. So I like where you're going with this. So Kari and I, we come down the active at the active way too, and we're like, oh, we'll get like bikes together or surfboards together because mm-hmm. we'll fit into it. Yep. Uh, we've decided it's safe to get a defibrillator at the house. We <laughs> 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 think that's suitable for both of us because I might need it and she's going to have to use it. So. <laughs> but uh, uh, you ever guilty of? Of of purchasing things, my, my I'm telling you right now, my wife certainly is guilty of this. Buying something that she's going to use, but she labels it for me. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm trying to think of example. I don't do any shopping, so I, I think I'm just in trouble anyway. <laughs> like I know I'm getting a uh, a uh, a wireless robot vacuum. Well, that's a that's a communal gift. Like that's not just something that you give your partner. Like, here's a wireless vacuum that is going to mop our house. You can't even use it because, like, it uses itself. So I'm thinking I'm going to get Mards a a three-weight, seven-foot-six Sage fly rod. She's going to love this thing, like, and it's going to suit her every time that she goes and fishes to the Otways for the small brown trout. Like, she's not going to know herself with the weight distribution of this rod and its casting ability, ability just to – 
to get the bow and arrow cast out. Like she, she's going to love it. So we've basically transferred this review into how you and I screwed for Christmas. Well, not screwed, but maybe out of a potentially divorced post-Christmas. <laughs> but I think this is something that everyone is guilty of, Aaron. It is, and I'm going back to what I'm saying. Get yourself as kids a set of snorkel gear before you get grounded. Because I'm cutting back in. You know why? Because you would have just – I know that you did this right when you were justifying to Kari buying a new boat. If I'm going to take Finn out, I want him in something that's safe. <laughs> that's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. The only reason that you're doing it is because you wanted a new boat. I can't argue. I just, I've got nothing. I've just got absolutely <laughs> nothing. I've got, other than the fact that you're right. I don't like that. So, hey, yeah, Finn, Finn definitely prefers the ride of a fiberglass boat. Over I just, I, I think it's safer that he uses a two and a half thousand Stellar on the whiting than a strip, like, than a, than a cheap reel. Cause you don't want to hurt his rig. Yeah. Could see. Absolutely. So I think it's safe we do that this year. Uh, <laughs> I've really destroyed your review, haven't I? Sorry, what, just, what are your focus points on? Get yourself a snorkel kit for your kids and yourself because he's such wonderful around this whole country. We have such some of the best beaches in the world and our biodiversity and our fishing right around the whole country is amazing. But you just got to be smart where you take your kids. Don't go off uh, Ocean Grove Main Beach because there's sharks here at the moment. But Jeez, you've gone there early. Don't go to a surf beach and just throw it like go in waves and stuff. The kids aren't going to like it. You can't see Go to yep. a place where there's, like, for example, in the bay, Port Phillip Bay, go to St. Leonard's Pier or somewhere away from, like, when I say St. Leonard's Pier, there's not many boats. You want protection. You, you want, want protection. protection. And structure. You want something to hold fish. The reason they've got the goggles on is to look at the bloody fish. So go yep. somewhere where they're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it, and it, you're going to have fun. So it's it's just about where you go. Like I said, you see people at Ocean Grove Main Beach, the surf beaches, 20,000 people there on a Saturday and 30-degree day in summer, and you see – all these kids with snorkels kicking around in in their waist deep water, and all I can see is sand. Like, not you can't even see sand. It's just disturbance from the water. So, it just did you want them to get into it and have a bit of fun, get somewhere uh, with a bit of structure and a bit of life, and you, uh, you seriously, it's, it's I don't think it's much better fun than going for a snorkel. Couldn't have said it any better, Redmond. If you're looking for a snorkel, as you said, we looked at Anaconda, but right around the country, whether it's your tackle words. Uh, BCS, they're, they're all stocking them, all competitively priced. And if it's something that uh, your wife has no interest in, then it's probably a good gift <laughs> for her as well. <laughs> Plenty more real adventures after the break. That was Red's review for Club Marine. Insure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine, Australia's leading provider of boat insurance. Check the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for Red's tip as we enter the final leg, Redmond. What do you have for us for the weekend? You weren't really happy with my work this morning, I don't think, because I was really excited to talk about this earlier in the week. Now I've only got 40 seconds and I've used 20 of it. I reckon you've been a bit self-indulgent. You You spoke too much about yourself off the intro. I'm trying to say what. we, We get it. You know, you, you've, you've used one of your lives. Get a, get a jammo. <laughs> get a jammo. Uh, the must-haves for a skipper on a boat, Redmond. I've lost in 20 seconds. Yeah, Red's tip this week. If you are, if you own a boat, which a lot of people do these days who are out there uh, fishing, and a lot of people also don't own boats. So I think the number one tip as a skipper of a boat, and number one, an unwritten rule, number one, you must have water on a boat. I always have 24 pack of slab on the boat, uh, and I every third or fourth time I go to the go Cutting to the yard. Uh, or are you talking HGO? 
I would love to oh, – the things I would do for a Carlton draft right now, you've got no idea. But it's uh, <laughs> nearly death-worthy. It's uh, – but seriously, a slab of water on the boat, sunscreen, unwritten, unwritten rule. You don't expect your mate to bring sunscreen. It lives in the boat. I yeah. think so I agree with that. I think snacks. I reckon snacks – You reckon that's, that's on the skipper? That's a question. That's a, I always have chips in the cabin because – you you, ne- you always underestimate your food on the boat. You always do. Yeah, you do. I've always got yep. packets of chips, and chips save your backside. And the the, the big one, the WD-40. I think that is a must. And WD-40 and cable ties are about as important on a boat as a pie warmer. I'm going to add to that grey tape. <laughs> See, I told you this would have been a good segment earlier. <laughs> WD-40. Cable ties and grey tape. You can do anything. If yeah. the, you, the the boat can explode and you can turn, that will be okay. Got duct we're, tape. We're going to survive. I, um, yeah, don't mind that. I reckon that's not a bad tip. It's time for the flying gaff, Patrick, and uh, you're very excited for this one. I, I won't lie to you. I was worried when I seen this footage during the week. I thought you may have been in Perth driving, <laughs> but then I realised that you, no one is allowed in Perth, so you were safe. It wasn't you. Let's go. Oh, Western Australia. I'll tell you what, there's been a few incidents in Western Australia over the past month. We've seen a beautiful Riv 55 hit a reef off Rottnest Island and sink. That was an expensive exercise, as was this, the uh, Mandari Marine Boat. It was extraordinary. The, the skipper's clearly is, is driving a, a um, plate centre console probably close to seven and a half metres. It's a big boat. Slips on the throttle and then narrowly misses uh, someone standing in the back of a VW Amarok as he launches across two other boats <laughs> or two other cars launching boats and he ends up on the other side of the pylon. Oh, it's as it's as good a boat ramp incident video as I've seen and thankfully no one was hurt. But seriously, boat ramps, they are there is a show waiting to be had a reality show that just showcases the 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 idiocy that happens if, if at the ramp. Social media, and you're on Instagram. Do yourself a favour and follow a page called the Qualified Captain. It yes, is, yes. It is literally <laughs> that all around the world. It's unbelievable. And I tell you what, I don't worry about fishing on a Saturday in summer. Go down with your deck chair down to your local <laughs> river. Afternoon, because you'll have the you'll have to take you'll have day the, of your life. Yeah. You feel like the movie is just even better. So <laughs> and actually, we shouldn't be saying that because people are learning, but it's funny as hell. So just get down there. <laughs> if you're not going fishing, head to your local boat ramp, pull up a chair, and have a look. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. This has been Real Adventures. We'll see you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.